Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you for joining me today. Now, if you've been hanging out here with me on Vitality Made Simple, you know that the main objective of nurturing more vitality, more health in your life is so that you will have richer relationships. It always comes down to relationships and relationships are really the best way to stay healthy. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about nutritional psychiatry. So if you want to make your life better, this is information you're going to want. Our bodies are merely our relationship vehicles uh, for the time we have on earth. You know, no matter how much we exercise, no matter how much healthy food or vitamins we take, no matter how much we sleep, um, all of those great health strategies, uh, they're not going to help us to live forever. But while we are alive, we want to help this relationship vehicle, this earthly body, to function as well as possible. And and I believe that that requires uh, first a an awareness of why it matters. And then it takes some knowledge and some action to make good things happen. Um, I always want to refer back to the design of our bodies and to live as much as possible according to the design. So if you compare the human body to a vehicle, then food is the fuel, you know, the gas, the diesel, you know, whatever the fuel happens to be that is required to be used to produce energy. And without the proper fuel, there's going to be, you know, no energy. Without that, you you don't go anywhere. So we're finding that the fuel we put in, that is our choice of food, actually does much more than just produce energy. Uh, what it it really does matter what we eat when it comes to our mood and mental health. And that's a very new field of study called nutritional psychiatry. And it's so very, very interesting because it makes total sense. Uh, when you when you look back at design, it all goes together. They probably don't need to have all these million dollar studies to tell us what is really just good sense. You know, accumulating data uh, suggests that the foods, and I say suggest because that's what the studies say, uh, but we know they really greatly impact um, our mood, our mental clarity, our mental well-being, just all of it. I mean, you don't have to be from Oklahoma to know how much mood, mental clarity, and mental well-being matter in your life. They totally impact relationships. Now, the relationship between what you eat and your brain function as well as, you know, actual mental disorders has been the subject of intense research for years, but it's really ramping up now. So so before you reach for a supplement bottle, um, I believe it's of utmost importance to understand that even with simply being in a good mood, what you eat matters. I, I want to help you today just to have a little deeper understanding of, of what is on your plate and how that 
plateful is either um, making your mood better or making your mood worse. You know, mental health is very, very complicated. So I'm not talking about um, real mental health disorders being solved by food. That's not at all what we're doing today. But I'm talking about mood and all of the uh, strategies that I'm going to talk about today are also going to help everybody, whether uh, it's a person who's actually uh, suffering from schizophrenia or you know bipolar disorder. It's not going to be the cure, but it absolutely is going to help to realize that food has a big impact. You know, when you're feeling in a down mood, and we all do at times, it's tempting to reach for so-called comfort foods. And now those are typically sugary, high-calorie foods that are really empty of any nutritional benefits for your actual mental state. So while they make can make a person feel good for a moment, it, it's going to be a roller coaster crash. I mean, you go up and you go down. And they probably, I think it's so interesting, so-called comfort foods actually do the opposite in the long run. Uh, you, you may have heard an old adage that you know there is no health without mental health. And I would suggest that that's really a two-way street. The opposite's also true. Uh, It's not, you know, it's not just one thing that creates health and vitality. It's always um, a mosaic of habits. So, so we want to talk about one, one area of the mosaic today. Uh, You know, our moods are influenced by lots and lots of factors. It might be sleep. It might be stress. It might be environment. It might be dehydration. And of course, in most mental in the mental area, it's it's very much genetics. Um, I I always joke that when I get really tired, then my husband Mike gets really stupid. You know, you know when you're when you're tired, it affects your mood, and um, I'm sure that's true for a lot of you all out there. Uh, so so let's talk about three categories of food. There's lots more, but I want to talk about the three main ones today that you can um, eat and enjoy to put you in. A better mood. And of course, that better mood will hopefully boost you toward better relationships. That's what really matters. Now, I fully believe that life should be delicious. If you know me in person, you know that I love good food. I mean, we, we live in such an incredible time of communication. It's easy to find great recipes that not only contain food that boost vitality and mood, but um, that also, you know, tickle our taste buds. So I want to talk about three of those areas. The first food I want to talk about is fatty fish. Fatty fish can really boost your mood. And the study of nutritional psychiatry really backs this up. So think about things like salmon, albacore tuna. They're loaded with omega-3 fatty acids. Now, omega-3 fatty acids are essential fats that Uh, We have to eat because our bodies cannot produce these. We don't have the raw materials to produce omega-3 fatty acids. And they are essential for fluidity of the brain's cell membrane. In other words, they help you think faster. That's really awesome. They are also highly anti-inflammatory. And and if you're listening to this podcast, I know you're listening to other great uh, health podcasts and inflammation will actually, chronic inflammation will steal your vitality. And depression as well as anxiety both have a huge inflammatory component. So think about fatty fish. The second one you're going to love. Um, 
dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is so rich in so many mood-boosting compounds. It has to be quality chocolate. I mean, if you eat quality chocolate, uh, you're going to get a cascade of feel-good chemicals. You know, things like caffeine, uh, theobromine. I mean, theobromine is is actually a vasodilator. It helps you get more blood throughout your body, including your brain. Chocolate also contains flavonoids. Now, flavonoids are uh, good chemicals, plant chemicals, that have also been shown to increase blood flow to the brain. Who doesn't need more of that? Um, And this helps reduce inflammation. It supports all kinds of areas of mood regulation. Now, I have to mention that chocolate also has this high hedonic rating. I mean, who in the heck knew that food was rated uh, hedonically, which, you know, means that it's pleasurable to the taste, it has a pleasurable texture, it smells good, and that also helps produce good mood. There's actually this nine-point hedonic scale for different foods. It's been used for, I don't know, 60 or 70 years. And, you know, interesting, most of the highly rated foods on the hedonic scale are are not really good long term for vitality for health for um you know feeling great there are things that uh, are very sweet and sugary things that actually do sort of the opposite uh, in the long term so you want to look for dark chocolate that's higher in flavonoids and lower in added sugar so that would mean it has at least 70% cocoa So here we have fatty fish, we have chocolate. Let's talk a little bit about fermented foods. Oh my goodness, I've taken a deep dive into this subject, sort of off the high dive um, in my kitchen and want to even learn more and more and more. It's such an interesting area. So I'm going to be telling you more and more about uh, fermented foods on Vitality Made Simple. Now, fermented foods contain live beneficial bacteria and these beneficial bacteria improve your gut health. Now, when you improve your gut health, your life is going to get better. I mean, bottom line, health starts in the gut and the gut starts in the mouth. It's all one tube that goes from top to bottom. And if your gut's not healthy, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to be in a good mood. There's And there's nothing you can do to get in a good mood, pretty much. You want to keep your gut as healthy as possible. Now, fermented foods include things like yogurt, uh, not all yogurt, not all yogurt's created equal, but uh, quality yogurt, kefir, also pronounced kefir, uh, kombucha, also pronounced kombucha, uh, sauerkraut, I think there's just one pronunciation for that, Um, kimchi, you know, lots of, lots of fermented foods from all over the world. Now, the ferment fermentation process allows the good bacteria to actually grow in these foods, and that creates natural probiotics. Now, probiotics are these, you know, living microorganisms that support the health and, you know, the life-giving benefit of these bacteria in your gut. And when these are in good balance, they actually increase serotonin levels. The serotonin is the feel-good hormone. It's the happy hormone. And it not only impacts your mood, but it also impacts your appetite, your stress response, your sexual drive, all these things that impact your relationships. And it's essential to know that up to 90% of your body's serotonin 
is produced by your gut microbiome. So you have to, you want to get the right balance of the right bacteria present to make this essential conversion. Now, serotonin just helps you feel happier, calmer. uh, and, And that's the basis of so many of the depression reducing drugs. But it's also important to know that serotonin can come from food and it also impacts sleep. Serotonin can can be converted down the metabolic pathway to melatonin and melatonin impacts sleep. So there's lots of reasons that you want to boost as much serotonin from what you eat. Those so-called comfort foods that I mentioned earlier, they're going to actually decrease serotonin serotonin, you know, sugary uh, foods that, you know, don't have any nutritional content. So, so I think this is really a prime example of how, how exciting it is to get something from food that, uh, food that's familiar to your body. And I mean, it's, it's better than anything you can get in a pill. You might have to have a pill, but if you can at least supplement that with good food, you might need fewer pills and then therefore fewer side effects. Now, it's important to note that not everything that says fermentation uh, is, is a good fermented food. All fermented foods are not created equal. Not every uh, fermented food is, is actually a source of, of a powerful powerful or beneficial probiotic. Now, such is the case with, say, some breads, uh, beer, wine. Some of those are, you know, due to the cooking and the filtering, don't really contain uh, a lot of beneficial probiotics. But, you know, lots and lots of research has shown the connection between the healthy gut bacteria and lower rates of anxiety and depression. I think it's a very easy place to start somewhere and see how you feel. You know, start low, go slow with fermented foods. This is ancient wisdom. I mean, throughout history, mankind in every culture has had some kind of, you know, fermented culture. I mean, the earliest evidence of fermentation you know, actually dates back to at least 6,000 uh, BC. I mean, that is a long time. Refrigeration is very it's a very young invention in terms of our human history. So, so these three things, fatty fish, chocolate, and fermented foods are not an exhaustive list. Uh, they're just a great place to sh- start. I want to just mention that you want to include real fiber, real food, whole food fiber from, from plants into your day um, because the that feeds those good bacteria when they're in your gut. You can look on my website for a free fiber list. Uh, just go to drdebbieosment.com, D-R-D-E-B-B-I-E, uh, Osment, O-Z-M-E-N-T.com, drdebbieosment.com, not case sensitive. And there's just on the um, resources tab, you'll find some a free fiber list. It can just help you know where you are in terms of eating fiber. Lots of us eat a lot less than we than we think we are. So, you know, there's just things on the list like, you know, bananas, uh, berries, oats, nuts, seeds, just the real food, the kind of the foods that are, again, by design. I don't know if you've ever heard the old saying, but, you know, a banana can turn a frown upside down. I mean, it, it it's been shown to just make people feel better 
emotionally. You know, mental health is complex, but this is one area that you can start. The goal is to make your life better. And in our society, you have to be very intentional about that. It's so easy to think that you can take a handful of supplements or any kind of pill and feel great. That may be the normal thing, the average thing people think, but it's not the good thing. We want to resist that normal that usual, that regular pattern. You know, normal is what is typical in a society at a certain time of history. It's what is familiar. And and in terms of just taking a bunch of pills and disregarding any food you eat, um, it's not good. Remember what normal is in our world. It's dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. Yes, that's normal because that is the typical pattern of so many people. But now we have this exciting field of nutritional psychiatry and we know that food, just real, you know, good food, the food our grandparents used to love can make a big difference. Staying healthy, having vitality does not need to be confusing, expensive, or no fun. There, there's so much more that we could talk about in terms of nutritional psychiatry, but I wanted to just kind of, you know, wet your whistle on this, get you uh, thinking about it. It's, it's the science of mood and food, and it's very fascinating, and I think there's going to be a lot more of it. It totally goes back to how our bodies were designed. So I appreciate that you listened today for to episode 63 of Vitality Made Simple. Uh, let's take the stress out of being healthy together. I thank you for sharing and subscribing. The, the podcast has grown, um, had organic growth much more than I ever dreamed of. We're now in 53 countries and 599 cities. I think we got about 11 cities this week. So that's because of you, because I am a social media loser and um, just haven't gotten in that lane yet. So thanks again. You know, the goal is always to have better, a better life and richer relationships. Blessings until next time.